What is happening, everybody? Hope y'all had a real nice turkey day. Welcome back to the uh, Dan Cable Presents podcast. Thank you for tuning in once again. If this is your first time listening, thanks for uh, checking out the show. Got a good one in store for you. Episode 86 coming at you. Uh, thank you so much uh, for everybody that tunes into this thing regularly or maybe is just getting into it. Like I said, if this is your first episode, uh, just appreciate the support for the show. This has been an unreal journey to get to talk to all these different folks from, I mean, I guess you could call it all over the world now at this point having bands like circle waves from liverpool england on the show and just being having the opportunity to uh, speak with folks from all around the united states and whatnot has been extremely cool and i feel uh very fortunate to have been able to make all these connections um a lot of them just in this last year so shout out to all the folks supporting and as well as as all the people that have been guests on this show um these next couple weeks, got some some bands out of L.A. Um, my dog is losing his mind out there. Uh, shout out to Big Fran again, Francis. Again, I think this is two weeks in a row he's gotten a shout out. I don't even know if it's coming through on the microphone, but it's it's definitely a, uh, a very high pitched yelp. And uh, if anybody has been to my house, they know exactly what it is because that is how. Uh, every morning starts at about six is this uh, very high-pitched yelping bark it's really unbelievable and uh, something to experience you know it's a real treat anyway thank you thank you to everybody thanks for the support Uh, we're pushing forward Um, I know it's been man it's been a while since we've had a studio session and I I don't want to say I apologize for that because I really value getting to have the just the the conversations in general, whether we're inserting our tracks or not. And I feel like it's supposed to be serving the same purpose. And um, but I know it's been a while. Um, you know, it's uh, it has not been easy, or it it hasn't come quickly to to figure out the new. Um, in studio situation now that that Mountaineer Studios is is not in service, we still got Mountaineer Mike. He's 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 on deck. He's still sitting. You know, he's in the locker room, ready to get called up as soon as we uh, find his space to do some uh, some studio sessions out of. So those are coming. <clears throat> um, to be honest with you, it's been a nice. Uh, it's been a good way to catch up on some things, and I've got some some projects that I'm working on wrapping up right now the the finalizing of the tribe mars documentary that's been in the works for about six months now is uh you know it's 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 near it's complete and i got to show the band recently and they seem pretty into it and i'm stoked to uh put a premiere date out there i think we're looking at early 2018 hopefully for january i'll keep everybody posted on a date 
um, got that, and we just got some other videos, some live episodes from over summer need to be wrapped up as far as videos as well, and uh, just trying to figure out this this new year and put it put together a game plan. We're we're coming to a close on 2017 here pretty quickly, and uh, just trying to figure out how to be more effective and make better use of my time for 2018 and really putting together a game plan that's gonna hopefully maybe propel whatever this thing is this dan cable presents podcast or um dan cable presents in in general just trying to propel it to the to the next level and uh, if you want to help support in a free way as always please hit the itunes with a subscribe and a rate and a review that's so important to the show um all you got to do is drop a couple lines just say a couple words you don't have to say a lot um but it is very important to uh to leave those reviews they they help the the podcast get more national visibility and that will help the guests that are coming on the show as well as uh just contributing to the sustainability of this thing and I know if you if you listen regularly, you hear me talk about this every week, and it's just because it is a necessary thing to mention, and it is and it is important, unfortunately. Um, but that's the deal. And uh, let's see what else we got. Holidays are coming up. Holidays are are approaching. If you need a sweet Dan Cable Presents baseball tee, you can find those on dancablepresents.com. You can hit up the YouTube channel to find past videos. There's still over 100 videos on the YouTube channel. So if you haven't really scoped that out too much, check it out. It's a bunch of in-studio performances as well as some uh, live videos from particular events. Um, So check that out. Give that a subscribe, maybe a share. Let some people know that you're checking out the show. The word of mouth thing is, is probably the most powerful. We all know that. Facebook is pretty much a dumpster fire at this point. And uh, so just the, the word of mouth stuff, follow on the Instagram. Try to be pretty active on the on the gram. It's just Dan Cable Presents and add Dan Cable on Twitter. Uh, let's get into some calendar dates before we get into episode 86 here. Um, last week's guest, Matthew Fountain, has his album release. And I totally botched the date on his episode. But we got it in a couple other places. Anyways, that's going down uh, this Sunday, following your uh, your Turkey Day. This Sunday, it is November 26th, not May 26th. November 26th, it's 5 p.m. It's an all-ages show over at Mississippi Pizza, Rad Spot, Small Souls from episode 73 are also on that bill. So it's cool to see uh, see people coming together. Um, and, uh, so May t- or November 26th, check that out. And then November 29th, uh, Hammerhead is at the Laurel Thirst Pub. So that's rad. Um, and also November 29th, uh, Tribe Mars is playing at the Doug Fur, and that's a big show for them. I am super pumped about it. Blossom is also on that bill, former guest of the show. I just picked up Blossom's uh, record with Hot 16. I was over there at the uh, Tender Loving Empire. Shout out to TLE. I was I was over at the downtown location, just strolling through downtown last weekend, and uh, picked up a couple records. And one of them was the uh, the Blossom Hot 16 record. So 
check that out. Sweet. But November 29th, Tribe Mars, Doug Fur. Um, that's going to be a big one. Super pumped for that. And also, just a few, I guess, Dan Cable Presents related events. I am playing a solo acoustic show along with Isabeau from, uh, you know, former guest of the podcast as well. We're going to play an early show at Alberta Street Pub on December 12th. It's a seven to nine event, so that should be cool. Trying to play a little bit more music. Thanks to Camp Crush for having me out last week over there at the spare room. It was nice to get out there, get a little bit more dust off the, uh, the old fundamentals and, uh, hoping to keep it going myself as well. Um, and then the second annual Dan Cable Presents Holidays Party is going down at Alberta Street Pub on December 16th. It is going to be a really rad bill. Super pumped to have some aliens, Maxwell Cabana, and the Pariahs. It's going to be real, real good. And then also December 19th, I'm sponsoring an event over there at the Doug Fur, um, in association with uh, with Vortex Magazine as well, um, which always check out Vortex Magazine. There's a new physical copy out, out, so so check out the the new quarterly release from them as well as all their online content, which I sometimes contribute to. But December nineteenth, Doug Fur, a cool benefit show going towards uh, building houses for. Uh, people who do not have homes or are less fortunate financially at this time. So all that money is going towards towards helping people build homes and whatnot. It's a killer bill with the get ahead, my friends in Camp Crush, and Foxy Lemon, who just brings like one of the coolest live shows I've seen in this city. So that's going to be rad um, December 19th. So December 16th, Dan Cable presents Holidays Party. And then December 19th is the Benefit Show over there at the Doug Fur, the Dougie Fresh. I think that's it. That's all the dates. And now we're going to get into this episode. We got Fox Tracks on the show from Los Angeles. Uh, super cool hang with uh, Ben and, and then the bros, Jared and John, or AKA Jerry. Ben called Jared Jerry most of the time, on purpose, okay? For the record, I did not screw up his name. I knew his name was Jared. It was a bit. You'll get it. Um, anyway, Fox Tracks, from, uh, originally from, from New York, and they've been staying out in L.A. now for a little while. And, um, yeah, very cool. I uh, just also want to give a shout-out to Angelina from Honey Latte Presents. She has been uh, very cool in throwing my name out to a few uh, management companies and PR companies, and the results of that are them trying to get some coverage on this show for their bands that are coming through, which is just a very cool opportunity to kind of spread out outside of the Northwest region and let some other people know in some different cities what's going on up here with this podcast. So thanks to Angelina for... uh, for kind of hooking hooking that up and throwing my name in the ring and super pumped to work with uh fox tracks team they're super all super kind people including their their tour manager jason 
really good dude as well as all the all the dudes in the band super super rad hang over there at lola's room at the uh the crystal bar room here in portland and uh yeah we hung out kind of geeked out on what they got going um so this is it everybody we're gonna get into episode 86 of the podcast don't forget to subscribe rate and review on itunes super important contribute help the program move forward okay you got it anyway here we go we're doing it we're doing it we're getting it we're getting there this is episode 86 with uh, fox tracks we're kicking it off with a song off of their cabin ep this is called go it alone
Fox Tracks. What's happening, fellas? Yeah, are we doing it? We're doing it. We're fucking doing it. This is us. We're, We're in. in. This is us. We got Ben. We got John. We got Jared. You're like one of the first interviewers who's ever just nailed our names on the first go around. You're like, you're, so you're Jerry? Jerry. <laughs> and they're like, you Jerry? <laughs> you're definitely Jerry now for the rest of this pod- podcast. Yeah, that's why I stopped going to Starbucks, you know. man. It's just bad. <laughs> they're just always putting the wrong names on, on they things. They spell Jerry, J-E-R-I. <laughs> that's Sh- him. Stripper Jerry. How's the, uh, how's the travels going? It's pretty awesome. We are new to the, the Pacific Northwest, um, but we've gone here like s- three times in the past six months, and it's got a very, very cool vibe. And we're from L.A., and this could not be... Well, we're from New York, but we live in L.A., and this vibe could not be more different. So we're, we're always excited to be here, and people are really nice, and we're actually in the Whole Foods down the block getting some food, and this guy just stops me, and he's like, what are you, what are you up to tonight? Like, look, what's that, what's that thing on your wrist? I was like, oh, you know, my band... Fox Shacks is playing at Lola's room, and he's like, you know, I could see you have a lot of life in you. It's like, no one in L.A. would ever say that. We were like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, that's a serious, that's some serious stuff, man. Yeah, just to have, like, a general interaction with a stranger out and in the streets. And they're mad nice. Yeah, that's, that's very yeah. uncommon for us. And they're not hollering at you for money. They're just like, hey, man, I like your energy. You're but, doing something with your life. Yeah, that's that's strange for us. So that is really cool. Yeah, I come I come from outside of Los Angeles, so I understand a little bit about what you're talking about. I was, I've never I didn't move up here as a as a hater so much of Los Angeles. I know a lot of people up here not not big fans, but uh, mm-hmm. it's definitely a different a whole different environment, and it's it's pretty pretty gnarly for so sure. It's, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know a whole lot about Fox Tracks. I'm very new to your band. You know, I was introduced like a week or two ago and I've been doing, you know, my homework and definitely catching up on the tunes and, and checking out what, what you guys got going on. But just talk to me about how Fox Tracks uh got started back in New York. We Assuming were, that's where it got started. It did, okay. it did. We are we are New York natives and John and I were boys from, from high school, and Jared and John are brothers, um, and we never played music together. We actually just kind of like nerded out a bit um, in the school newspaper together and played baseball and stuff growing up. And then like through a series of weird fate, uh, we all came back from college, and it all just like planned to hit each other up about playing music. I guess we just were the only kids who were like serious about doing it. Um, you just need that when you're going to form a band. Like you can't, you can't ha- go half. You got to just like people want to throw all the chips on the table and i think we all admired that about one another um and that was really cool for us and we just like immediately we're just like let's just like let's go here let's play these shows let's play all the time let's move to a cabin like let's do all this crazy shit and we were all just down which is cool we had just formed and you know pretty much had been just a couple months out of college and we just looked at each other one day and we're like should we rent a cabin in the middle of nowhere north carolina and write a record (laughs) <laughs> just like yeah it's like the scene of Step Brothers, like when they're like oh did we just become best friends that's pretty much what happened that's with, awesome. uh, with fox tracks we went to a cabin in the woods for six weeks and, and wrote music um so you guys were hanging in, hanging around together in high school but yeah. not playing music together I didn't at all play music at all in high yeah school. i guess that's that's what i was curious at. did you obviously you just you just said you you didn't play music in high school but did uh like ben did you grow up playing music yeah i did i was i was always like I always had like a weird connection to music, and I remember one. I actually remember the interaction specifically. Um, and John, John and I were talking about this the other day. I, I when I was in college, I thought like 
I wanted to play music and I wanted to like get involved in the scene, but I didn't really know how and like you know I, I just didn't really know where to look. And so I was like, all right, I'll get an internship at like EMI, a record label or something. I thought that was the move. And one day I was on the train and I like see John on the train. And, and we're just, like, chatting and catching up. And we were friends from high school. We hadn't seen each other in a couple of years, maybe. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing, man? He's like, oh, I just went to Firefly Music Festival. And it was sick. And, like, now I'm working for this, like, music PR firm doing stuff for, like, the Arctic Monkeys and the Killers. And I was like, I remember walking off the train being like, but John Stens? That guy? <laughs> and in, not in, like, John's a great guy, of course. But, what are you trying to say here, Ben? Uh, I'm saying you're a big douche. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it was See, just like, I was thinking the other way around, you know. <laughs> I was on the train. I was like, "Oh, Ben Schneider, always working in the industry now." <laughs> no, it was it was a strange it was a strange thing, and I but I, there was it was a bit of a head scratcher because John had never been when we were growing up like someone who like oh like this guy plays music like this guy for sure is like he always been playing drums since he was three he's a, he's a legend um, he's a legend now but we didn't know then it was inside him but not not exterior. <laughs> What about you, Jerry? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's well, not, it, it has to happen the rest of the cast. I feel like Jerry, Jerry with the I is now just like my alter ego. I mean, I'll let him know Zorro in the intro Jared. that your name is actually Jared, but That's like for the, yeah, for the next 30 minutes, you're fucking Jerry. Right on. I like it. <laughs> I dig it. I can, I can embrace that. No, did you, did you Portland, keep in Portland? With <laughs> you, did you and John kind of start picking up music at the, at the same time? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, music was always a part of my life, and I'd always find weird ways to integrate it, but I was never really serious about playing music, you know? In, in high school, if I picked up a guitar a few times and strummed a few chords and, like, tried to write a song, that'd be great. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I started playing bass right when we formed this band about two and a half years ago. And it's been a pretty amazing experience. John and I, we played in a band together for a little bit while I was in college and he was in college. We used to throw these like pretty sweet house parties and it was fun. I feel like uh, you get addicted to that energy. And once you experience that once, you never want to let it go. Yeah. And I would imagine that, I don't know, getting to share this experience with your brother has got to be pretty cool. Like now, I mean, frustrating for the, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) My brother and my brother from another mother. And we have our boy Jason, who's our tour manager, also from Oceanside, also grew up together. Yeah, Jason. This guy gives a mean <laughs> hug. You can't see Jason, but he looks like Ronnie Matthews from Hey Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> you remember? He had the hits. I saw your face and wow. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> we'll I just want to end. The, I don't even want to do anymore. Like I just wanted to. That's be, the this meaning is just like a seven-minute episode. I saw, I saw your face and wow. That's Ronnie Matthews, folks. You heard him here first. I know. Crushing it. Um, we got Helga Pataki and uh, Phoebe backstage, and they're loving it. <laughs> Clearly, we have a good time. Um, yeah, so w- once you guys started uh, jamming together and whatnot, did it did it click like pretty quickly that that you guys wanted to do something? I remember the first it? day. I remember the literally the first day that John and I had spoken about jamming. I walked into their grandmother's basement, sweet shack carpeting, very 70s. Like, which was cool, which was the right vibe. Um, and John's in there, and, like, Jared just, like, comes in, and he's, like, got a bass. And a bass, like, a really sick Rickenbacker bass. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that, like, Jared was going to be jamming with us. And he just, like, pops in, and he just, like, boom, boom, boom just drills it. And we're just like, all right, so we're a band. <laughs> actually, from that jam session came came on the run. Our first, ever, our first ever song on the run actually came from the exact first jam session. We called that song Song One because it was, you know, created on the first day. And then day two of the jams, we created another jam called Underwater, and we called that song Song 2 because it was the second day. 
True. Nice, nice. <laughs> confirmed. Confirmed that happened. Great titles. Great song one points. and song two. We actually were gonna like call it song two until we realized that people would get it confler- confused with that Blur song. Yeah, that's a pretty big one to go up against. Yeah, I we're just like. like no, like that's also a really unique name for a song. So it's like we're not gonna sneak this one by. We have to change it. I remember thinking like, what the we're like, what are we gonna even call this song? Like, so after like those first couple jam sessions um, and realizing you guys were enjoying what you're doing, did you kind of attack this thing with a lot of intent? behind like trying to get it to move because from from somebody that's not super familiar with what you're doing and seeing that like last year you put out the cabin ep right correct and i mean it just seems like you guys have like a pretty large presence at least like social media wise and you have a lot of content already like you're getting these opportunities to do things like jam in the van which is if you haven't seen jam in the van like pull your head out and see some jam in the van but like jam in the van and you seems like you guys have done a few so far sessions which the so far sessions are very cool and i don't know it just seems like it seems like you've accomplished a lot in the, the small amount of time that you've been a band so i was just curious if that came with like once you started plugging away was it like okay how can we get this thing to like pick up momentum quickly or did that all just kind of happen yeah, I mean, I think we're just three dudes that don't really believe in half-assing anything. I mean, we, we, when you say intent, I think we attack life in general with a lot of gusto. I mean, intent is is an interesting word to use because, like, one day we were going to London, and the next day my uncle's like, hey, why don't you come to L.A.? And they were like, all right, fucking two days later, book the plane tickets, and here we are, you know, on the West Coast. So I think we just kind of, we kind of, we're, we're vivacious dudes. We go for it. But intent, I mean, we just kind of we like to see where things end up. And the the whole cabin EP literally came together. Just you you guys getting this this cabin out in North Carolina. Yeah. And and just going in and making a record. Pretty much. I mean, I remember I remember we recorded all these demos in the cabin, and we were like, "This is the record." And then we like listened back to them, and now you listen back to them and be like, "These are fucking terrible." We were like, like "This is Abbey Road." Yeah. It was recorded like Yo, one I, microphone, yeah, uh, like in the room. Like. Every every young band experiences this like premature. You're so inexperienced that you think you're like legendary. <laughs> like you're just like holy shit. Like this record is revolutionizing probably music forever. Like music will never be the same. And then you become a little bit better, and then you're like, whoa, like how terrible we were then. And now I, I, that we've grown a lot, matured a lot. We're just constantly seeing how how we can improve and like where where we're really bad. And every time we create something in the studio or whatever, we're always thinking like, ah, this maybe this is not our best stuff. Like maybe we could do better. Three months pass by and we're already like on to the next. How can we become better? But I think that's kind of a comes with a mature, the maturity of being a band for a bit. Yeah. And I I think that um, but every band needs that. Like I remember like the the innocence and the energy in like the first three months we were a band was just like it'll never happen again i was just like that is just like the beautiful cinderella like we're a band like nothing bad is ever gonna happen and like there was gonna be no heartache at all and and no difficulty in ascending this long arduous road to being successful band you just like are so like stars in your eyes naive and that's a fucking amazing feeling i wish that that would just like stay forever and we still feel like that a little bit but we're just a little bit more like our eyes are open. We've seen too much shit now. Oh, that makes sense. And I don't know. It's it's good to 
it's good to see that progress and like recognize that like it's not going to be any benefit to the band to become like complacent with like a previous track released you know it's just like no no one cares about the last song it's like what what are you going to do next you know like how are you going to follow that up and and how are you going to get better and that whole journey so um yeah so was there was there any particular reason that you guys just decided to do this cabin situation for the recording was there like or was it just kind of wanted to completely escape the environment that you're normally in yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. I think New York City is such like a hustling and bustling place, and there's so much going on, and our friends are there, and our family's there, and there's so much influence from like all these different sort of places, and um, we just decided we wanted to get away for a bit from that hustle and bustle. We wanted to go into the woods and kind of hone our skill where no one can hear us but us, and it was the most formative moments of, you know, personally my life. Uh, I can probably speak for Jared and Ben as well. You know, just being in the woods and being able to play music at any time we want. There's no human beings around for miles. It was like just animals, and you know, we uh, you know we just go for these long hikes in the wilderness, in the middle of nowhere, and get inspired by something as like stupid as like, you know, a freaking deer running across the highway or like whatever it was. Like you know, we would actually follow these actual tracks in the snow left by foxes. And we're like, oh, our band's fox tracks because it's this metaphor for, uh, uh, you know, pretty, pretty much, pretty much just just stuff stuff that you just couldn't come up with. You wouldn't you wouldn't see the world that way if you were living in Manhattan, you know. And I think that for us, it was such a great creative outlet. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, obviously your environment can play a lot into what you're doing, and, and like being out somewhere in the middle of nature is is a very powerful thing. Just it's very like unforgiving and doesn't like i don't know doesn't operate on a human level so um cool man well i i totally dug the 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 cabin ep and we kicked it off with the song off that on this episode called go it alone which uh is probably my favorite track on that particular record awesome but uh now we're gonna get into one of the new singles and we're getting a little musical break here this is a, a song called everything's changing so this is uh fox tracks with everything's changing
Let's talk about these new songs and this new record that is eventually going to come out in in early 2018, from what I understand. And I know know you have a few singles that are released at this point. So, um, yeah, is there anything that you can kind of give some insight to the the process of of putting this collection of tunes together opposed to what you guys did with the Cabin EP? Yeah, I mean, I think the the process was was relatively similar. I think we're, we're the kind of dudes where... We we have like weird experiences, and then like that is the record, you know. And that ha- like the cabin was kind of like our lives pre the cabin, and then we moved to L.A. and this new EP is like that, pretty much in a nutshell. Um, like all every time you go to a new place, I think there's just like a lot of strange emotions. I think the cabin was a little more like reflective about like life up to that point, whereas this record's a little bit more experiential. Like, we moved to L.A., we had this new thing, like, wow, our lives are so different, and this is radical shift, and we don't know anybody, and we're, we moved across the country. Personally, I'd never been to California at all, or the West Coast, before I moved to live there. So that, to me, was super strange. Um, and I think that these tracks are kind of, like, rep- are representing a lot of those strange and weird and roller coaster of emotions that you might experience when you move to a new place. Did you did you guys make that that move to LA um like in particular to to benefit what you all are doing with the band or was it was it kind of like it's time for a new environment for the band cuz obviously you know you, you go and make this this record in the cabin like cabin like you were talking about and it seems like the uh seems like the environment of what in what you're creating in is is important to you guys right. and and keeping that fresh so was, was that kind of the mentality for moving across the country yeah man i think uh i think in many ways la became the new cabin you know what is art but a reflection of the human condition and experience and, yeah you know how can you have real new experience without challenging yourself and leaving your comfort zone so la just kind of became our new muse so to speak for sure uh what's it How's that experience um, kind of shaped what you're doing and, and informed you as far as like what other music is out there? Yeah, I mean, sonically, I think it's had a huge influence. I think um, there's just so many talented bands doing so many cool things out in L.A. It's impossible not to just subconsciously borrow from that 
you know, I, I personally never really listened to that much funk and hip hop prior to coming out to LA. And that's all of the a sudden, spot, man. Yeah. All, all, uh, all of a sudden, we touch down and it's like we're just bumping D'Angelo 24 7. And yeah. Dope, you just you need know? to get in one. True, forgot just, about that. just all you need to know is that you, your goal should be to get into one of those Stones Throw record shows, like one of those Stones Throw parties. And um, that, that, should be, that should be the goal. That, that shit will change your life. I haven't been, but I've seen some Instagram stories. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what you're talking about. So that's what. Just that check out Stones sick, Throw. Check out the Stones Throw. Record I actually level. have a Stones Throw sticker in one of my cases. I'm not really sure why, but. I'm oh, you're about to. You're gonna learn one day, <laughs> and you're gonna be like, "Oh, that guy. That guy told me." All right. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, I think the. I don't know. There just seems to be like we were talking about making that progress, and there there seems to be a difference in these. These three singles, at least, uh, that have been released, you know, they seem to be a step above that, that Cabin EP and, and seem to have a little bit more polish and, and just tightening up and, and dialing in what you guys do really well. So what you're well. saying is it doesn't fucking suck. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. Oh, yeah, it doesn't suck at all. I Retainer. Dig <laughs> I dig it. Retainer. Um, how's, the, how's the songwriting work in the band between y'all right now uh, i think our songs are tend to be pretty different like some of them are just jams in the room one of our songs on this record lonely man on the island was just like we were jamming and it was just like there it is you know um and other songs like i might bring to the table or you know we're, we're we play live sometimes we play these like we used to play these long three-hour sets sometimes we'll get get some ideas from there and really wherever we can get great songs from you know for sure. Is, is it overall, though, pretty pretty collaborative, even when you're bringing in, like, skeletons of songs? Yeah. Um, I think one of our, our band's greatest strength is probably arrangement. Um, like, we, I think, we have a, a, one of our greatest skills together is, like, finding ways to make songs be dynamic. Um, I think that's a really important thing. And I think... Um, that ha makes the songs translate live in a really special way. Having moments, as like John likes to call them, like bedroom moments. Um, I think that really makes the like really loud parts of songs really shine. That like, goes a really long way. I'd love to hear more about this bedroom moment. What do you, what do you mean by, by a bedroom moment? So, well, in songs, we try to uh, all get into the bedroom and... Uh, no, I'm just I love this. You know, it's not true. Oh. But, um... <laughs> Take our pants off, <laughs> Take our pants and then off. that's where it starts. <laughs> and and that's where the the moment of the song starts, and we, we build it out from there. Um, no, pretty much, it's like it's the ideology of like taking away is almost as much of a fill as filling, if that makes sense. Like the less notes you play, the better. So there's moments in songs where you know I want to drop my drums out, right, and have a moment where it feels like Ben is just in your bedroom with an acoustic guitar or your living room, whatever it is, singing to you kind of that very intimate moment and then have that moment that builds and crescendos back into sort of a, a stadium moment, if you will, where we're just, you know, kind of going as if we're playing to 80,000 people and, and we're just going as hard as we possibly can. And I think that that is the coolest thing about uh, our band to me is the fact that we can communicate on that level and, and sort of uh, create our own parts around, you know, a song. Yeah, no, that's very cool. And I think, yeah, like you're just saying, like, just kind of giving stuff space to breathe in certain moments and, and realizing like 
when it when the right time to bring everything heavy in and you guys definitely have some jams that are very like anthemic and i find myself with almost all of your songs i find myself singing along usually by that second or third chorus like it's just well hell it's, yeah it's just good songwriting like it's it's very good like like pop music to me yeah. personally so i mean i think for us like the I could hear like the band, the band that's opening for us, like doing their like. <laughs> bit. This is so funny to hear them do their that's like so pre-show ritual. Um, is that a lot of train of thought? But yeah, no, I think uh, we all grew up listening to like the great, the great bands, and they all had just amazing songs that were like relatable and catchy, and even like these really alternative bands, like maybe like Led Zeppelin, who are so legendary. Like their songs are are so catchy, their riffs are so hooky. And you just like can't really forget. And now, like you can be as weird as you want, just don't forget the hook. Right. You know, like you like Radiohead. They're like perfect example. Like they're a really weird band, but like all their songs are like really hooky. Everything is doing some kind of hook. And they have those moments that you're looking forward to. And they have the, the bedroom moments. And, yeah. All, all this, all this shit we're saying is not unique to, to Fox Tracks. Like we've stolen them yeah. from all the other great bands that we grew up listening to. For sure, know? it's a it's an imitation of art. You know, it's it, but it's you putting your own spin on it, and like Definitely. obviously, I don't know. Um, I was talking to it was Noah Gunderson. I had him on the podcast recently, and we were talking. He was telling me about how afraid he was for a while to really let his influences shine through in his music. But like, I think it's it's very cool when that happens and you like, need that. It's obviously like things you love are going to infect you. Just like your experiences are going to infect you. Like the music you dig is going to come through in some way. Definitely. I think that's a really important thing. I think that when you're making great art, you are going to find yourself in that art somewhere. Like you're going to, your true colors are going to come out. I, we'll never be you, you too. Like no matter how, if we, we wanted to, to be them and that were band that I mentioned them because we we dig you two. I think they're a great band. Or like Bruce Springsteen or whomever we love that we idolize. Like we can, we're always gonna fall short of them and find ourselves. And I think I used to feel that. Like oh, I'm so afraid that like people are gonna listen to our music and think like wow they really ripped off this band. But once you find your own character and you stop worrying about that, of course your influences are gonna be in your music. Like I can listen to Coldplay and I know that they dig you too. But that doesn't mean that they're a carbon copy of them you know right. i know that bruce springsteen's first record he was listening to van morrison because like his songs are, are jacking that style so hard for sure and all all those people you know it's just <laughs> a circle it's just a big circle yeah i mean there's a there's a great quote by this guy that we all mutually admire his name's simon sinek and we were uh we were in the car the other day and we just we just read this quote that innovation happens when you allow yourself to appreciate uncertainty and I think that our greatest breakthroughs happen when we're like, oh, fuck, did we just rip that too hard? Oh, shit, oh, shit, this sucks, this is cheesy, this is whatever. And in that moment of uncertainty, in allowing that to be that way and allowing us to feel that way, we make our biggest musical breakthroughs and our biggest artistic breakthroughs. Yeah, man, I can't uh, say enough good things about like embracing that uncertainty. And I don't know what it is, but for the like past two or three podcasts, it's been like a central theme of like not shying away from that and not, I don't know, when you get uncomfortable and that anxiety seems to like kick in. Yeah, man. Sometimes it's you easy just to, to LA, you know? Yeah, for sure. But it's also easy to just be like, no, I want to stay in this comfortable space 
but when you start going outside of that that's you know you start to find that gold and whatnot and yeah so that's very cool i i really dig which what y'all are doing and like the you know like the u2 and the the springsteen that's definitely stuff that that i hear in your music in some form you know i'll take that as a humongous compliment yeah no it's like i said it's not hiding it it's very, <laughs> it's very good songwriting and whatnot um yeah, where where can uh, where can the fine folks of the the podcast keep up with what you're doing and whatnot? You can find us on socials at Fox Tracks Band on Twitter and Instagram. Fox Tracks on Facebook. If you want sort of the overall hub of things, foxtracksband.com is your location. And um, we're also on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Bands in Town. You know the whole the whole nine yards. You know, really wherever you're looking for tunes. You can find Fox. You can find them. I found them on Apple Music. Where's that sponsorship at? Apple Music. I need you. I need you a lot. Um, Yeah, we do. No, you don't even know. We need. We need some sponsorship. Um, We'll work on that. Just, just I guess, a closing question: Are you guys like on all these new tunes? Are Are you guys working with any sort of producer? Is this just all just the three of you? Nah, we're um, we we love music, but we are shit ass producers. <laughs> That's honest. Um, I, it is honest. No, I, I think in theory we're like in our minds we're like holy shit we're prop we're like we're like the Daniel Linois of rock and roll but modern. He produced like Joshua Tree or whatever. We're nothing like that. We're terrible producers. We I think we're great. We're great minds in the studio augmenting real producers at work. For sure. <laughs> you know, um, Ben Ralston and Alexander Wolf produced this new EP, and uh, the last one was produced by our friend Jim Kaufman, another great producer. Um, and I think being a producer is really more about like experience in the studio and making records, and you you have to have that. Like, and we're getting that. I think we find our way in the studio more and more every time we go in there. Um, but I think that's what really makes a great producer, and especially for a young band, I couldn't like stress enough how important it is to be in the studio with someone who understands your vision but recognizes that the way to get there is probably different than what you'd think it's probably not what we think yeah you know? for sure you just need someone in there that's going to serve the songs and, and yeah let you get out of your own way which happens quite often that's that's you that's probably the main job of the a producer in my experience cool well i appreciate hanging with y'all Thank you so much for having us, man. Um, We end every episode of the podcast with the guests or all of the guests uh, saying the the tagline for the show, which is, it's a program. So if you guys all want to do it together, it's it's a program. So we just say, it's a program. You just did it. It's like program, but it's the way my grandfather says it. Like program. program. Hey, we're going to watch that news program tonight, you know? Hey, you kids, get off my program. (laughs) Get a good one on on three. One. It's, it's a, a program. program. You guys nailed it. That's Fox Tracks, everybody. Uh, we're going to play the episode out with uh, my favorite track in the current catalog, which is Grey Morning. Woo! I really felt like this was the song that was like really like a step above that cabin EP. You know, when I heard this song, I was just like, oh, this is this is a cool band. They're doing making some cool, cool well, it's music. It's going to be a very shiny morning for us. It's also very appropriate. Grey Morning is uh pretty appropriate for the northwest probably for the next six months here so we're just gonna we're just gonna dig into that rock on as well so this is fox tracks everybody this song is called gray morning and we will catch you on the flip side portland underneath this heaviness
down in blue I got too much on my mind Try to find a steadiness With everything I do But it's so, so hard to find oh. It's raining and the clouds are smirking It's a gray morning, it's a gray morning I'm dreaming but my eyes are open It's a gray morning, it's a gray morning The weight upon my shoulders has crushed me where I stand How could I have been so blind To everything that's happening around me in this reverie I've lost my sense of It's, it's a, a program. program.